All right, folks, welcome back to what my two guests on this Out of the Rough Golf podcast would call the greatest golf week of the year. Uh, not me, but you know, it's up there for sure. Uh, it's Masters Week, folks. It's, you know, a nice, wonderful week of golf in Augusta, Georgia, where they don't hold back. It's all the stops with these folks. They continue to bring it every year, and I'm excited for this week and talk about it. But we're going to wait because we got something more pressing and more important to talk about before we start Augusta. And that is a certain ascension to number one in the world after a wonderful win here in Austin, Texas. And that is Mr. Scotty, the chef Scheffler. How do we feel about it boys? Um, it was, uh, quite a, uh, a win for the boy is third of the year. He's coming to quite the rise as of lately. Um, number one in the world, like you had just stated, um, a rightful match play win since he got runner up last year. I think we were all kind of rooting for the boy last year and it's nice to see him do it this year. Uh, you know, a UT graduate. Um, so he had a lot of local support. Um, I think we, you know, for the most part, we all love to see it. Um, I think we all like the chef here and, you know, it's just great to see him hitting his stride. Um, it's kind of a crazy ascent to world number one. Um, it's a bit of a bummer that he knocked the boy Rom out of the number one spot. Um, but I guess that kind of what, that, that's what happens when you're on my, my fantasy team, you know, last year, Rom was on my team. He rose to number one and other chef is on my team this year. And now he's riding, rising to number one. So that's just kind of how it goes, I guess. Oh man, got the bump. Yeah, it's it's awesome to see, man. I feel like I, I wouldn't have believed you if you told me that Scotty Chef would be world number one before we got Never to Augusta. Never a but doubt. <laughs> it's pretty awesome that it happened. I mean, the dude is absolutely playing golf right now, and it's it's fun to watch, and especially for him to get a, a win down in Austin is really cool. So really stoked for the boy. Yeah, I think we all have probably different things of why we're stoked about the chef. Like Dave's got him on his fancy team and chose him at a great spot. You picked him to actually win the match play, Ryan, which is, you know, something to be proud of. And I've just been a longtime supporter. I love the chef. I'll support him every day of my of my days going forward. <laughs> you know, him just even in some of the masters promotional stuff, you know, he's just been Great. I think he, I think number one looks great on him. He seems to not have changed at all. And he's just being the lovable little, or I guess big oaf that he is. It's just <laughs> the best. I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he just ball struck his way around ACC. Like he clearly feels at home there. Uh, very different than kind of how Spieth embraces that place. Like they have two different games, but he just seems to thrive off of like the local support and being kind of a, uh, you know, I think Scotty has a game that travels well to, you know, just about any course. Um, all of his wins this year are all at fairly different courses. Um, you have match play, which is a very, in the ACC Austin country club, which is a, you know, not a long course, but it's quirky. It's a Pete Dye course It's a relatively kind of target golf course. Then you got a, the Bay Hill Arnold Palmer course. Um, which it, they had pretty much dialed up to like us open conditions, long, rough, um, you know, again, kind of a target golf course. You got to hit your shots there. Um, hard ass greens rolling really quick. And then you have waste management, which is just kind of, uh, you know, a TPC course, um, 
and it, it, it's a challenging course in its own right you know that, that would be the one course out of the three that i would call a target golf course the other two i would say require a lot more kind of creativity around the greens and approach shots where it's not like you hit this spot every time you put it right here whereas like i would definitely kind of say approach- acc you're laying back on a lot of holes for the right shot in for sure but i i just think uh, not to belabor i just think there's a lot of different ways to attack acc whereas like scottsdale sort of like at least in previous years, they've dialed it up a bit in the pre- the previous years, and I think it's part of why Chef has been thriving is that the PGA Tour courses, for the most part, at least for the strong fields, have been relatively well conditioned. They haven't been the soft kind of backspin birdie fests that we've been seeing uh, in previous years. So, you know, I think the common thread is that it actually took you know really good ball striking and and good command of his ball to thrive or your command of your ball to thrive there. And he had that at these three venues, they are different as you pointed out, Dave. And I think they all required a different kind of skill set. And he just, he's very well-rounded and, you know, something I've said about him in the past that he just has a tremendously high ceiling and, you know, he he's been kind of in a sweet spot. And I think I'm hoping it continues because, you know, I hope he didn't peak too early because we're just now getting in the major season where he's pretty much been killing it for the length of a major season, but it was leading up to it. So if he can keep it going, I've got him for the PGA championship. So we'll see how he does for that in Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, it should be interesting. I mean, he statistically, the reason why it feels like he came out of nowhere for world number one is because he's been remarkably consistent around top tens and top fives for a year and a half. And now he's just been on the precipice and now he just, just crammed in a couple big wins and that's uh just put him over the edge so i expect him to do well in the majors like he he has historically done well in the majors is there any other notables that y'all want to talk about about acc i mean kid you were there on sunday um is there anything you want to talk about that you have anything (laughs) yeah i mean the tough thing with sunday is that you're only seeing two or you're only seeing two groups out there four players and the the net the the next round is the same thing. It's just a consolation consolation match. I would just say that like you just can't root out Kisner at ACC. It just it the the, yeah, the it shortened suits course him well. The shortened course just negates how short he is off the tee. So it becomes a fact of the matter is like we're probably going to be dealing with a similar condition course from where we're hitting from, and now it becomes kind of a putting contest. And Kis is a good putter, and he's just a grinder. Like I think to his point and they use this they said this a thousand times in the broadcast but he's like i just want to be annoying in match play i'm just gonna annoy the hell yeah. of my competitor i'm gonna make yeah. that long par putt every time is essentially yeah, what that is player. like whenever you think you got me covered up i'm gonna cover you right back up and make my par. like it could be fucking 10 feet but i'm gonna roll that bitch in yeah so I, you could definitely see the, that happening all the people that are like bandwagoning him for Ryder cup and stuff like i definitely think it's someone notable but like his match pay record is strictly at acc for the most part like you can't take too much into that it's a course that's pretty much perfect for him and his game and i don't think his game would travel well to fucking you know it wouldn't have worked at whistling straights yeah um but i mean he played in the president's cup at liberty national which doesn't really necessarily suit his game it was kind of a wide open ball ball course though um but i mean you know, quail he, hollow he, isn't necessarily for the president's cup a great fit for him you know yeah I, look i think you could put any 
assortment of guys on the U.S. team for the President's Cup, and we probably will be fine. Um, obviously, Cam Smith is someone to be worried about. Obviously, you know, Abraham answers a, a dog. And there's some Joaquin other... as well. Yeah, yeah. so there, there's they, – I think they've got a solid, like, five or six guys. But... Kid the Panda, Sungjae. He's been kind of on a cold streak as much as I love him. He's not, he hasn't been playing as good as I would have hoped to see from him. Also, Maybe he'll bounce back. You, you got know, the Aussies, Adam Scott and Leash. I'm fading Adam Scott. Spot, whose spot is Kiz taking? I mean, like if Bryson is the one that comes to mind as somebody I'd get off that team. But in general, that Ryder Cup team is really good. I don't know that there's a, a ton of openings where it's like, let's jam Kevin Kisner in here. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. Well, that being said, like we don't <laughs> we don't need to get on a, a Ryder Cup r- rabbit hole here. But kids yeah, were someone I was just I, saying I, like I, that's always like what people were saying like during the match play. It's like kids, kids is the match play fucking phenom. Like he's the man. You know why? Yeah. Why are we doubting kids? He should be on the Ryder Cup team every fucking year. And I'm a kids fan. Like I like Look, kids Rome. A lot. Rome. Rome might be a good fit for him. I haven't really paid attention to the course, but maybe that's the right place. Yeah, to I have no him. idea. I was more thinking President's Cup this year. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm I, that was my takeaway. I mean, I watched. Look, I'm a diehard chef fan, so I watched every goddamn hole I could of chef. I didn't watch anything of the the consolation match. I was just my boy DJ. Though I said, you know, he 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 played well. You know, I was talking about that one time when I went and watched him. <laughs> he 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 didn't he didn't win, Dave. He was and... number one in the world and had won three tournaments prior. But yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm just kidding. We we all know the story. Yeah. So the uh, the it was a great week as always. It's a great course. I really hope they don't leave there. I, I think it's a nice, refreshing twist on what they normally do on uh, the PGA Tour. And I think if you can keep a Pete Dye course on the road of the, the season, you should because it's definitely means- a perfect match play course. Uh, obviously, we have a bit of a bias because we don't want to see it leave Austin, but I think it's a if you're doing a match play tournament, I think ACC is pretty pretty high up there for a great course for a match play tournament. And I know some guys don't really like it. Justin Thomas, you know, kind of says his two cents about the course. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so good week in Austin. Enjoyed it. Um, and then, you know, transitioning to the Eastern Seaboard, uh, just to kind of get us all warmed up and, and fired up for the approaching masters. We had the Augusta national women's amateur. This is the third year for it. I think they canceled it with the pandemic year and it was another banger. I mean, I remember the cup show Fosse, you know, a Saturday finish was just lights out like cool fireworks. And this weekend wasn't up there, but it was still really interesting. And I think being able to see the course and how it's changed a little bit, you know, they've made the changes to 11. They've made some changes to 15. You know, they've made some changes to some of the green, you know, complexes a bit. And seeing those on the TV was cool. And then honestly, to seeing, you know, these girls play the course in a very similar way to like how I would play the course, like is, is cool. Like I'm not seeing myself rip three woods, 360 yards down, like massive sloping dog left, like just, it, it was just cool seeing them just kind of play their game and plot themselves around. And we got an absolutely awesome winner in Anna Davis. She is 16 years old, a high school sophomore, 
and had the most impeccable vibe out there. Just rocking the bucket hat, had a windbreaker, like three quarters open, just complete, just Zen energy, just like not a care in the world. Just the most aloof, like if you thought of like a, a teenage girl, like at the biggest moment of her like golf career up to that point, like buckling under the pressure and like kind of being a neurotic mess, whatever the opposite of that is, is her. It's, it's unreal. I, I wish I could embody her spirit every day on the golf course. Cause it's, it's like DJ almost. It was just like such like chilled out, relaxed, just kind of like lounging energy. Just, she just kind of like lumbered around the pl- property, just killing it. It was, it was sweet, dude. It was such like alpha energy. Alpha energy, huh? Yeah, I do. Uh, and all she said in the like her post conference, like her post round press conference, which is basically like, yeah, I'm, I'm going for number one in the world. Like that, like that's her, fo- <laughs> that's her focus. Like she's just gonna be a killer. Her, man. her face and reaction to winning and stuff definitely seemed very mellow. If yeah. like from what I saw, like real, just like barely smiling when she has the trophy and stuff like i uh to be frank i didn't really watch much of it i saw some highlights and what have you but uh yeah just going from like the trophy ceremony and stuff it's like okay well it just kind of seems like she's not that satisfied with this which you know if you have ambitions like that that makes sense you know but i'm sure it was cool to play augusta and i can't imagine being a you know a girl in high school and being able to to you know, go, go to August national and play. And, you know, she could very well do that the next two years as well. If she, yeah. So. If, she, if she wanted to, for sure. And she got into, she got into the, the U S women's open off of this win and yeah, she's 16. She could do this three or four more times. She beat people that were 22 years old in this thing and older. Like she just destroyed folks that were just way like more seasoned in the sport than her. It was actually like a very cool parallel that she won the Anwa on the same weekend that Cupcho, who won the first Anwa, won her first major at the Chevron in Mission at Mission Hills. Like it was a very cool, like parallel kind of like overlapping of like historical moments for those two. Like really cool kind of weekend. It's just tough that they compete against each other. Uh, Yeah, that that that. date's going to be different next year with it going to Houston, I would imagine. Yeah, as far as the Chevron goes, but two two cool golf weekends. Honestly, both of them were way more interesting than the Valero this week. Um, <laughs> you know, nothing against against JJ Spawn, but I was glued. I mean, I was way more focused to, uh, on the on one the the women's major than than this stuff. But that all being said, it got me hyped for this week. You know, congratulations to Anna and everyone everyone else who killed it. You know, it was really cool watching them and. Yeah, it just got me stoked to see the changes and how it's going to affect the men's game. And yeah, I guess transition into the, the course updates. You guys familiar with the stuff that's changed at all in the course? Um, the... I'm... Go ahead, Dave, because I'm probably going to say something similar. Uh, I'm really only familiar with the changes at 11. Yeah. Yeah, and I just heard Tiger and Rory talk about it, so I, I don't know a, a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, speaking of them too, I'll I'll pull the quotes from what they both said. So this is Rory on number 11. It's obviously a longer hole. The fairway is much wider. So even if you miss it right, you still have a chance to hit the green. The green complexes are the, the same, but the surrounds of the greens are much more penal. So that sort of bailout to the right is much more difficult than it used to be. 
overall I think it's going to play tougher than it has in previous years. And it's, it was already one of the toughest holes in the course and it was actually playing and it still plays as the second hardest hole in the course. And then uh, Tiger said on uh, the 11th hole, I think it's a good change. They took a little of the dog leg out and took some of the trees out on the right-hand side. That's a good change. And then 15, I haven't seen it yet, but we're almost going to be on the back of 10 green. I didn't know there was land back there. They find land, they make land. <laughs> so, That's you know, idea. they've they've lengthened both of those holes, 15 and uh, 10 yards respectively. So the course is 35 yards longer than it has been in previous years. And so it, it sounds like they're obviously still trying to battle technology to a bit, but it, it does sound like the changes to 11 are going to be a bit cooler. We're going to see a lot more recovery opportunities from the right. Um, and, but they still made it since you have bailout over there. Now the green complex is a bit more penal once you come off of it to the right-hand side, which is where the historical bailout is on 11. So I'm actually really excited to see how it plays this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, I'm I'm always excited. Go, sorry, go ahead, Ryan. You're fine. I was gonna say the same thing. I like when it's penalizing around the green. Let them, you know, a great shot if they put it in there. It's gonna be awesome if they try and bail out. Maybe there's some punishment and some bogeys that come into play. So that's really cool. I think it'll be really exciting. Yeah, and then they just lengthen 15. But that, I mean, fair enough. It's the second easiest hole in the course. It's always played relatively short for guys, and since it's fan, like since the conditions this year are finally back to kind of what they were in 2019 and 2018, the course has firmed up a lot. So they're getting some roll on the fairways. Um, you know, Colin Morikawa said in his, his, his pre tournament interview that, you know, he hasn't seen the courses firm before because he's only played it during the pandemic year. And then this 2021. So he's like, I've never seen my ball roll out like this in these fairways. And he's, he's excited to see how it plays. So he said, you know, with a, a helping wind, it doesn't change much, but if you have a hurting wind, the ball doesn't roll out as much the length on 15 will probably make a difference. So excited for that. Uh, fresh new greens for three, 13 and 17. I don't think the undulations or the complexes have changed much, but they have fresh greens there, which is, you know, sometimes the grass are a little bit different. It might throw people off, but should be, should be good. Fresh greens on those holes. Yeah. And then, like I said, the conditions should be peak for this year. Uh, I, I'm glad to hear it because I, I wasn't vibing on the pandemic year, as a lot of people were obviously all the scoring records, that sort of stuff. And then last year with Hideki's win, as much as I respect Hideki's game and what he was able to accomplish, he deserves a major. Um, it just wasn't the August that we wanted to see with the rain. It was and that weird rain. Saturday rain that any came out and just went super low. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not taking away from his win or anything, but yeah. We're supposed to get rain this week, right? Like I think early on, or the tournament, like Tuesday, Wednesday. But it's not. It doesn't seem like it's so much of a disruption as it would have been last year. You know, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, rain Tuesday, Wednesday, but then sunshine Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it's Augusta. So like they'll find a way to dry out the course if they need to, as long as they're not combating rain on the same day. Yeah. Yeah, because they have sub-air throughout the whole, like, of the fairways and everything out there, right? Isn't it? I don't think the fairways. I, I don't think the fairways. The greens, the greens, for sure. The, the greens, for sure. And I can't remember. There's always, like, this note. It's like, sub-air isn't necessarily what you think it's for. It doesn't, like, just dry out a green immediately for you. I think it's more about, like, the ability to recover a green by aerating it in that level. But uh, okay. I, I could be misremembering that. I'm not an agronomist. So, just, I maybe shouldn't have even said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. But yeah, it's worth noting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That all being said, 
firm conditions means we probably will see the similar crop of guys that tend to perform well there that the previous years they really haven't. Cause I mean, if we think about last year, we had Hideki, Zalatoris and Xander in the mix. Like that was kind of yeah. who was in the off. mix, yeah. which isn't the normal year of what you kind of see the same sluggers kind of like you didn't really see speed in the mix. You didn't really see Brooks in the mix. You didn't really see Rom in the mix. Like those, those folks like weren't contending from the jump. I know Rom backdoored in with like a 64 into like the top five or whatever, but he was never like in the hunt for the win. Um, So it'd be interesting to see how these guys perform on tougher conditions, which I think I want to segue into some matchups. I'll throw some one V one matchups y'all's way. And you let me know who you guys think is going to take it. You know, just who's going to finish. These just random matchups. Are they paired up? Do we, do they have the pairings for Thursday, Friday yet? yet? Okay. No, so it's just random. random, like who's going to do better type of shit. Yeah, I, they're obviously their strategy behind why I chose them, but yeah, they're people that I picked. These okay. are my all right. First one, I think, uh, in my head, these are two heavyweights that are probably expected to do pretty well here. And it is John Rom versus Cam Smith, who is going to finish higher than the other. They both had great track records at Augusta, one just had a recent big win in really tough conditions. Um, one is basically not, I mean, if you can call it a slump, it's, it's not, he's one of the best golfers <laughs> in the world, but like he hasn't performed, he hasn't been in the mix in a tournament. His putter, it, his putter hasn't been what it normally is. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, right now gut feeling like who finishes higher Rom or Cam Smith? My gut still goes Rom. Yeah. I'm with you, it, man. Cam Smith has he played Cam since Smith players? He hasn't played since no, players. He hasn't right? played since players, and he's His still family. riding off of that. Uh, I, I just see Rom doing better. It's a major. Rom hasn't been playing well. He's got something to prove, kind of. You know, he doesn't have anything to prove, but he does in his own head, is what I'm thinking. And uh, he wants to get another major, and I, that's what I think. I All right. Say, I'm gonna answer this in the dumbest, most roundabout way. Uh, I think Rom finishes better, but if one of them was going to win it, I think it would be Cam Smith, not Rom. I don't think Cam Smith is going to win it, but I think if one of the two would, it like I wouldn't be shocked if Cam Smith balled out and won. But I think Rom finishes better, if that makes sense. It does. I know what you're saying. Like, you think it's more likely that like, and I think in your head right now you don't think either of them are going to win, but but you think if one of them does win, it's going to be Cam. Right, but mo- what's most likely is Rom finishes fifth and Cam's eleventh or something. So that's yeah, it's, not a, it's not a bad guess. I'm gonna go with Cam. I'm gonna go with Cam. Um, next one, DJ versus Scotty Chef rematch from the semifinals at match play. Oof. DJ's coming back into form a little bit. You know, he won here two years ago at a different Augusta. I'm gonna say um, Chef. Do you want to elaborate or are you just going to say chef? Um, I think that DJ hasn't necessarily shown that he can play this course, how it's normally set up and T2 2019 T2 2019. Okay. So he's shown it. Listen, DJ can win at any course he wants to. I Oh, oh, now it's completely different. (laughs) He can, he, he has won there in the past and he has a T2, you know, Um, but I, I just feel like Scotty Chef is on one. Um, I think I could see DJ getting making the cut and 
you know, getting a top 20 or something. Um, but I just, you know, I'm feeling chef, um, for whatever reason. I mean, I mean not for whatever, whatever reason. He's the number one player in the world. world. He's on a heater. Like he's a great pick. Yeah. That's a pretty good reason. <laughs> no, notably uh, that, chefs played the masters twice and he's T nine. He's T he's T top 20 both times T 18 and T 19. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I think that's fair. Uh, again, I'm going to go opposite. I, I like DJ. I like DJ a lot this week. Wait a Once again, you'll go opposite. You agreed with him on the first of, one. Of Dave. <laughs> well, he hedged his You both, said, you both said wrong, though. Yeah, okay. Well, then for the first time, <laughs> I will go opposite. <laughs> um, I like DJ this week. I think he showed some signs with the putter at ACC. And when that dude is putting, he is a bad, bad man. And I honestly, I think he's got a little chip on his shoulder that his November masters doesn't super count so i think he still wants to get one and so i'm going dj i mean dave's got to be rooting that dj doesn't play well because he's matched up against jimmy <laughs> yeah am i matched up against him i was gonna yeah, say we'll, you know we'll, that we'll, we'll, yeah we'll get into that later well no it was in the group chat i, I shared him um i didn't see that i didn't read it anyway um next matt or I, I sorry i didn't say mine i'm going with the chef i mean come on i'm i'm a chef yeah. guy i'm going with the chef is he um, in your wolf pack no, but he should be, obviously. Yeah. But it's tough, man. It, they have to be know, five. It's, it's got to be five. Yeah. It's it's a it's a hard nut to crack. Yeah. I mean, speaking uh, of Wolfpack, we'll do this at the end, but I might have an amendment for mine. Mm. Whoa. I hope she, I hope Chef finds a pack. I mean, he's obviously he's he's an honorary member of mine, but we just don't have the room. But I would love just, to if he finds his way in the Dave's pack. I mean, he's pretty much making Dave money right now. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case, but we can save it for the end. Um, next matchup, Brooks versus Hobby. I'm going to go Brooks. Even though Hobby's on my team, just Augusta doesn't feel like Hobby's course to me. I don't know why. It just doesn't. Like you got to have a great short game and hobbies strong point isn't necessarily a short game. So. That's a really tough one. Cause I really like both of them. Um, but I would go hobby. Um, mostly just cause I don't like Brooks. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> if forced to go between the two, I'd go hobby. Um, He's playing really well. Shots gains approached, and I think his uh, his chipping is up there. So yeah, give me Hovland. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Brooks the same as Dave. I think Brooks has had a good track record here. Um, he's in the hunt, and I think something very important is going on right now that's gonna keep Brooks focused, which is that Tiger is in the field, and. <laughs> Brooks plays well when the big dick swinging isn't him at an event, whether it's Phil or if it's Tiger. That brings out the best in Brooks when he feels like knocking them off as part of his legacy. Yeah. Um, if if Tiger withdraws, I'm out on Brooks. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, all right, ne- next matchup, Cantley versus Xander. Oof. I'm going to go Xander. 
Ryan? I too will go Xander. Um, Neither of them are like playing great golf right now that I like, but I just feel like Xander is going to rise to the occasion more than Cantlay this, this time around. Yeah, I, I too am going to go with Xander. This is our first, all of us agreeing on the same thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a pillow fight where Cantlay pillow fight. Xander takes <laughs> I don't know there. if you can call it a pillow fight, man. But what I'm saying is I don't think of either of them have been showing good form right now, you know, so they're not yeah. coming into it with their best game. And it's kind of a pillow fight in that way. Like neither of them are coming in with great game, but if they're at the top of the leaderboard, of course they're playing well, but right. I don't know. That's kind of how I look at it. It's like, you know, they're coming in exactly the same who I, I like, I like Xander more at Augusta than I like Cantley. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've both had similar performances here in the past. I guess Xander's is a little bit better, but um i think they're pretty close neck and neck enough for me to want to make this kind of you know comparison or matchup um all right so the uh now that we've gotten through those folks um i want to uh quickly go to i think a, a slightly different we're moving down maybe a level in people's minds but uh sam burns versus joaquin neiman I'm going to go Sam Burns just because I don't necessarily think Joaquin has all the shots necessary for the course. I'm sure he does and he can, but I think Sam Burns might have some that Joaquin doesn't. He has Joaquin has that lower ball flight that he likes to play. I feel like Sam Burns can kind of hit all the windows necessary if he has to, you know, can kind of call an audible if he has to whereas Joaquin might be a little more restricted. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, I like that. I'm Sam Burns all day. I actually have already committed to putting money on Sam Burns to win the thing. Um, oh, have you? Oh, yes, I have. And I'm a big fan. There's only three guys that are in the top 50 this year in strokes gained, putting around the green and approach to the green. And Sam Burns is one of them. And that's why I think he's going to be really good this week. So, yes, Sam Burns all day. Is this his first time playing Augusta? No. Uh, second. Okay. Um, I don't know. This may feel biased, but I, I think Joaquin Neiman's going to best Burns. I, I just do. I, I, I think, you know, I think it kind of works for him. He's, I mean, he's what? He's, he's either third or fourth. Uh, ball striking strokes game like that no laying up stat that they dropped yeah. with uh, data golf where it combines off the tee and uh, approach without like so it's not quite tee to green but it's like just adding those two together right um, and I mean like it's Augusta like it's a ball strikers course man it's about hitting the right spots on the green it's about getting the right position off the fairways like it I mean it tests all your parts of your game but like if you're hitting greens you don't have to deal with the you know being a magician around the greens to save stuff like that's pretty stress-free golf in Augusta and low ball flight. If the fairways are firm, it's going to run, baby. It's going to run. I mean, just repeat of Riviera, you know, (laughs) fair. Um, next one, 
Will Zalatoris versus Daniel Berger. I'm going to go Zalatoris. Ryan? Man, this is tough because those wagers I was discussing earlier, I actually like both of those guys. Um, but for the same reason, I'm going Berger. Uh, he's elite at um, – Putting, strokes gained, chipping, strokes gained, and his approach, strokes gained. And I think those are the, the areas. Off the tee doesn't matter as much, so that's why I'm going him. You guys both went burger, just to clarify? No. Went Zalatoris. He went Zalatoris. Okay. Zalatoris had the recent success last year with a slightly softer course, but I think that's going to give him good feels going in, you know, this week. He's going to feel confident. I don't think he's going to be thinking of them as much. Didn't he play pretty well as an amateur there too, if I'm remembering correctly, or I could be totally off. I don't remember that, um, but maybe. I don't remember that. Last year was his first year who, where he was the like runaway, where did this kid come from type of deal. Yeah. So I don't know if that's what you're remembering, but I don't know how he played his name. Or if he did, he might he might not have. I just remember that maybe I'm thinking of last year. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um. All right, <laughs> next one. Uh, Morikawa versus Rory. Oof. I'm going Morikawa. I, I had him as an honorable honorable mention. Um for our major predictions pod um, for this tournament. And I think he's going to do well. He hasn't also a guy who hasn't really been playing his best, but uh, I think he's going to find a gear, you know, and he's going to get something going. So. Yeah, I agree. I'm going more Kawa. Uh, I just don't know. Rory doesn't feel like he's got what he needs right now to get that career grand slam that's a, a huge amount of pressure that very few guys have to deal with on top of just going into augusta and morikawa strikes the hell out of the golf ball so yeah i'm i'm finding a way to always back my boys i don't know if it's delusion but i think rory's playing so badly that this is exactly what he wants to, this is exactly how he wants to go into this week missing the cut the valero in the week i mean come on i mean let's go what I mean, could the expectations be any lower for Rory? I mean, all the I mean, where's the burden on him? He's just he's gonna be cruising. I can already hear Rory's pre-masters press conference, like same as every other year. You're going for the career grand sim. You know, it'll be great. You know, it's something I would love to have on my my I mean, uh, I mean, what do you expect him to say? I mean, he gets asked the same shit every year. Yeah, yeah. So years. it's just you know. Like you said, he's going in with the least amount of expectation. Yeah, I think people have more or less given up on Rory doing it. So, like, hopefully that frees him up enough where he can just go out there and play Rory golf where he's just, like, obliterating the golf course. You know, just, like, just 2011 without the shitty finish. I mean, come on. Let's just see it. (laughs) 2011, but only the good parts. Yeah. Yeah. Take it to the river. All right, I've got a real fireworks one coming to you guys. You guys ready for this one? Uh, Billy Ho versus Leash. Fucking fuck, man. 
leash all the way. The goddamn I mean, leashman. The I gotta Australian. go with Billy Ho for me. He's because he's dogs. on your team or because you think he's going to beat leash because he's on my team <laughs> and that's that's the only reason i like leash at augusta he usually finds a way and he's going to find a way to beat billy ho this week and that's all that leash has to do yeah cool cool cool, cool. um yeah i'm you gonna go with actual insight yeah i'm gonna go with no well, i'm gonna go into leash as well like i, I i'm I actually think he played pretty bad last year here. I could just be completely pulling that out of my ass. I, I can check. Um, I think everything should point to actually choosing Billy Ho with this. Like, I really think he's probably the smarter Vegas pick. I don't even know what their odds are. Both but uh, Masters, oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. I mean, I say pretty, pretty bad. Last year, Leash got T5 at Augusta. <laughs> Yeah, that's a rough finish for him. And then, and then the year before that, T thirteen, uh, leash, 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 leash. So leash. I guess I, I may have just by just happenstance just happened to choose the keep your dog tiger. on a leash. Dude, Billy Ho is number thirteen in the world. Fuck, yeah. Um, Masters, Billy Ho, Augusta, T fifty. And then T thirty eight. So historically, not the best fit for Augusta, but he's. I think he's playing some of the best golf he's ever played. Honestly. Yeah. Um. Cool. 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 All right. Two more. Two more. All right. Back. This one's a barn burner. Bryson DeChambeau versus Takumi Kanaya. Fuck off. <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, I'm being dead serious. Bryson looks like dog shit. What is and his his master's record? What is, is Takumi Kanaya's like? What shot shape does he play? Oh come on, it's not that important. Come on, give it a rest. I was curious. I don't know. I I don't know much about the guy. Um, I'm gonna go Bryson just because I don't know much about Takumi Kanaya and you know Bryson. I think when he's playing his best game, can compete at any fucking course. So. Yeah, I'll take Takumi because I think I, I agree with what you just said, Dave, but I think Bryson is very far from his best game. I think he's hurt and his head is fucked as well with everything that's going on with Saudi. Um, so I, I wouldn't pick Bryson over many people. I mean, to me, this is just a bet about who is making the cut out of these two because I think right. one of them's not. And yeah, dude, I'm rolling the dice with Takumi, Takumi Kanaya taking it in this matchup um final one closing it out jordan speed versus jt oh my god jordan jordan speed is what i said (laughs) (laughs) i'll take jt all day it's not even close i'll go with speed um oh my god all right so just have y'all seen his pre-shot routine don't talk yeah. about him. Of course, I've seen his pre-shot routine. Uh, he shot a 67 at yeah, Valero this past one week. One good day. So, yeah, and all he needs is four good days at Augusta, <laughs> where he also, that is his that is his home course. He literally said that's the worst he ever has putted at yeah. a PGA Tour event. 
and he was ball striking his his strokes game ball uh, approach was the best it's ever been in a single day on the pga tour it was but th- that yeah. being said it strokes gain is against the field and that field was not that strong <laughs> yes. but also you did just say he had his worst putting day ever going into augusta where the putters yeah, but he's going. It's home. different putting. He's it's going different putting. Home. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's still a flat stick in his Listen, head. it's Augusta. It's Jordan. It's he's going home and he's gonna get it done. He lived in Central Texas for a he's long time. He's going home, but, but no, he's going home to Augusta and he's gonna win it. And he's going home. Hey, look, this is good jacket. for me. He's on my fantasy team. Like, if he does beat, JT, I would love for you to, win to get a me. win. Uh, yeah. It's a win for me too. Speaking of a win for Dave, uh, at the beginning of this year, when we did our preview pod for 2022, we chose major predictions, and Dave did choose Jordan Spieth to win the Masters this year. Yeah, I, I did. So you know, maybe uh, Ryan, you remember who you chose to win the Masters for this year? Did I say Rom. You said Colin Morikawa, so I like that better, slightly better. You like it better than Rom? Just a little bit. Okay, <laughs> maybe, but <laughs> I mean, all right. Uh, and then I, I had, had Jordan Spieth winning with the uh, honorable mention of Colin Morikawa, for the record. Oh, I I remember you doing really aggravating honorable mentions yeah dave would just try to pee on everybody he's like that's my guy that's my guy that's my guy (laughs) i didn't ever go past an honorable mention what does that mean you kept it to one did he keep it to one i did i know for a fucking fact jewel well yeah but he still made eight picks instead of four okay whatever um I went with Xander at the beginning of the year. I don't feel terrible about that pick, but he's he hasn't been playing amazing golf, but I, he's got the game to win there. He's had a historically good performances there. His last great performance there was 2019 when it was firm. So that's cool. I think he could play well. Um, all right. Gut pick right now. It's the week of who's winning the Masters? Jordan Spieth. Still Dave State staying true to Jordan Spieth. This is great that you framed your last question that way because it's Justin Thomas all, all day. <laughs> That's and I've been saying that for weeks. Me and Ryan also have a bet between Justin Thomas and John Rom, who will yeah. do better at the Masters. And I have John Rom. He has JT for the record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm all in on JT winning this thing. I think it's happening. How do you like him? Man. <laughs> how, how do you how, how do you like him how do you like him? the dude is striping the golf ball i think As, he's right he? there yeah he is i think the show that he put on um at the players is that where you're going to players say? is exactly the way he flied the golf ball he's ready and he's overdue for a major like way overdue for a major um so i think it's his time so that's who you think is going to win if you had to put your money on one person to win it this week. And now, right now, yeah. you have JT. Yeah, 100%. All right. Um, so I didn't say mine uh, because it hurts my heart to say it because I, I feel like I have to manifest it. Um, I'm going with Roy McElroy, boys. 
Uh, Roy McIlroy is winning the Masters. <laughs> He's coming in as a complete dark horse. I think it's finally here. It's the it's it's Rory McIlroy, boys. He's winning the fucking Masters. He's either missing the cut or he's winning the Masters. <laughs> I think it should be noted that we all picked Wolfpackers. Well, I mean, we our Wolfpacks are full of extremely good golfers, so I know that'll happen. Yeah. JT and then my Wolfpack. All, all three of our he's picks in are in my Wolfpack. He's not, he's not in my, uh, neither is Rory. He's not in my Wolfpack. I'm you saying know? we picked someone from our Wolfpack to win it. I, he picked someone from in our Wolfpack. I, you guys picked from within my Wolfpack. Everyone's in my Wolfpack. <laughs> Everyone's in his Wolfpack. <laughs> anyway, uh, so at the beginning of this year, it was like like early February, I placed some bets on some guys in, uh, in the Bavads and, uh, just some people, uh, notably, I, I put $4 down on Justin Thomas. I put $1 down. What, were the, Col- what was the, what was the odds for that? Those, uh, plus 1800. Do you know what he's at? Double. Now? He's at 11, 1100. That's good odds. Uh, and then I placed one dollar on Colin Morikawa at plus sixteen hundred. He's at plus eighteen hundred now. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> that one hurt. Uh, then I placed one dollar on John Rom. <laughs> I mean, he was at thing eleven hundred. Is what no, he at the t- worst odds he, he, again. Yeah, he was at plus eight hundred. He's now at plus twelve hundred. Yeah. Um. Then I placed two dollars on Max Homa. Oh, who, oh! Who is at plus eighty eight hundred? That's almost exact. I think he's at plus eight thousand right now. So he got a little bit more juice. Where is he? I don't even see him on the list. Um, he withdrew. He's at no on right now. I'm seeing plus sixty six hundred. So I've got better quite odds. a bit, much better odds. Where do you say the where I was looking? He was at eight thousand today. I'm looking at Bovada still. Um, and then I got one dollar on Brendan Todd. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's a flyer. If uh, right now, if I if I if he wins that, I would win two hundred and ninety dollars. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> hey, um. Then I've well got. Spent. Yeah. Then I got here's this another flyer. I got one dollar on Michael Thompson. Make another smooth 250 right there. Um, okay. uh, two dollars on Victor Hovland at uh plus 2000. Uh, where is okay. he now? It's he's like at 14. plus 2000 still. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, um, two dollars on Sung JM. Uh, he was at plus 5000. My guess is that he's worse now. He's at, he's 60, at plus 6600 now. Yeah, yikes. Um, Sing it's a panda boy. I freaking bet Rory at plus fourteen hundred. He's now at plus two thousand. <laughs> Four dollars there. Four dollars. Um, Five dollars on Jordan Spieth at Spieth. twelve hundred dollars or twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. I was like, that uh, was bold. That's very different. Now, he's here. now at two thousand. So that my odds. I maybe should have yeah. waited. <laughs> yes, maybe on Rory and Speed you wait. Um, then I got 
four dollars on Will Zalatoris at thirty three hundred. He's still at thirty three hundred. Yeah. Three dollars on Patrick Cantlay. I'm really just spreading the field, boys. We're just I was trying. Say, you had things. like forty dollars like to burn. Yeah. <laughs> I I got a lot of different storylines to follow here. Um, sixteen hundred on Cant or sixteen hundred uh, odds on Cantlay. He's now at two. Th- I think I got burned by going early, boys. If I'm being honest, it anyone who says like, like start, anyone that says like start early on your bets to get like good odds before they start crystallizing, f- fuck them. They're wrong. I don't. I don't. I don't know anybody who says you should bet majors months in advance. I, I think that's just bad advice in general. Well, <laughs> but that's the advice I took from myself. I'm betting on Rick this week. And then my last open bet in Bovada right now, I've got $5 on John Morant to get MVP. That's not happening. <laughs> nope. On Famous. who? Uh, that's a basketball, yeah, basketball. basketball oh. bet. <laughs> Funny. Um, anyway, uh, that's my Bovada bets. I don't bet on sports very often, but I was just feeling like doing it randomly in February. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to bet Masters. This will be a fun exercise. And it turns out I probably should have waited. I had better value out there later on. If you hit one of those, though, you should at least make a little money. Yeah, I think I have it structured where if I hit one of them, I will most likely at least make 80% of my money back. Like any of the favorites, I think I get. Seems like you should make more than that. Well, if like Rom wins, I I, I don't get that much. Like if, yeah, if Rom wins. $4 to win. Yeah. But it still should be $4 to win. If, if No, if Rom wins, I bet, I bet $1, I would get 8 oh. back. <laughs> If yeah, he wins, that's... I would lose. Like I think I spent forty bucks on this or something like that. Not not very much. Anyway, it was just a fun exercise. Um, yeah. Anyone? But you guys have an active bet right now. But you guys have any money in in the works right now? On on the not bet? yet. But I do plan on making some bets. Probably at a back speed a little more than I am right now. Gosh, I mean that's probably the move. Honestly, <laughs> I mean hey. Get him Might while he's well. down. I mean, God, Rory's odds right now plus two thousand. Give him to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm working on a. I've got some some buddies up here. We always bet five guys for the majors. I still have five hundred dollars in my wallet from Mr. Cam Smith at the fifth major. The players where he won. Um, so we put a hundred dollars per guy basically, and I know that we're betting Burger Burns Morikawa and two more that are tbd so all right nice that'll be cool there's some juice we'll see what happens all right um let's transition into fancy matchups boys this is the first major of the year uh it's a big week points are doubled then there's team to team matchups with five points on the line um Winner gets five, loser loses five. It could be a 10-point swing just with the the, the, the the results alone. So just to recap, uh, we got our number one seed, Andy Squad, Ando Squad, versus the number 10 seed, the Bitched Hit Bandits. They have been firmly in the 10 spot since the jump. They are still the team with the only team with negative points. It is a large chasm between them and ninth place. Uh, on Ando squad, just hasn't Thomas. been making any effort to try to get it better. You know, just fucking sticking true to the guys, hoping they're gonna ride it out. Just not, <laughs> yeah, not doing I mean, much on that front. It's a few tough breaks, and there's, there's definitely some negligence in the team. 
Um, I understand trying to ride with a couple of the guys and just hoping they come out of it. And then I also understand, I don't understand keeping a couple of the guys, but you know, we'll, we'll get to it, but quickly Ando squad feeling pretty good for this venue. He's got Justin Thomas, Cameron Smith, Tommy Fleetwood, Kevin Kisner, Mark Leishman, Ryan Palmer. I think JT Cameron Smith, Tommy Fleetwood and Leishman are going to be around there. Tommy Fleetwood's playing pretty well this year. He's, he's definitely started to come back into form a little bit. He's played well at Augusta before. We talked about Leishman, his re- recent results here. JT is JT, and Cameron Smith is arguably the hottest player in golf right now, if not Sky Scheffler. So, um, yeah, it's it's a stacked squad. You don't really want to be going up against the number one seed right now. And uh, honestly, we all know it's going to be a free five points for Ando's squad because he is facing the bitch to bandits, uh, headlined by Bryson DeChambeau, who's going to lose to Takumi Kanaya heads up um tony finau who hasn't played you know any notable golf in god over a calendar year now um patrick reed who can't hit it over 220 yards now off the tee um <laughs> can with matthew, three wood Matt, matthew fitzpatrick who's the only person who actually like has positive points for his team and might play well here and then cam davis who's not in the field and cameron champ who may be in the field but has missed like 900 cuts in the last you know year and a half um yeah, I just I think between us, if we had to call it, we're going with Ando Squad, right? That's who's taking this. Yes, that's where my money would be. Yeah, I mean he's like a, a minus ten thousand favorite in this matchup. Um, moving down, the number two seed versus the number nine seed, Dave's Dreamy Dudes versus the Mossbacks. Um, Dave's Dreamy's Dudes, Dudes uh, is headlined by Victor Hovland followed by the number one player in the world, Sky Chef, Corey Connors, Taylor Gooch, Denny McCarthy, and Keith Mitchell. Um, Dave, how do you feel about your squad? Are all of them playing? Is McCarthy and Mitchell in the field? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, my two main boys, my front runners, the head, head of the pack, the two wolves running front line, going to war. Um, my boy Victor Hovland and Scotty Scheffler. I'm sure Connors is in the field. I like his ball striking. He could definitely show up. Um, but we got our two boys and we'll see how they do. I like Chef. I like Vic. Um, I was kind of talking shit about Vic short game earlier, but uh, you know, he can ball strike if he hits all that the was greens. just Vic up against Brooks, who's just a, yeah, a juggernaut in majors. Yeah, you know, I'm not trying to down to my guy um i mean you better not it's the boy i'm not (laughs) i Um, I, I know i mean sometimes not having guys in the field with mccarthy and mitchell is a good thing because they're not missing cuts for you um and you can just leave your big dogs to eat um i actually think you're gonna have a good week from taylor gooch i do i feel like he's got at least a top 20 in it for you i think he's gonna be sneaky he's gonna be in the mix I think one of the days people will be talking about taylor gooch i don't know what for it could be for something weird he but might be, be a Charlie Hoffman vibe, you know, where he, he might be the new Charlie swinging. Hoffman. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That ends I think, poorly he, I think he's got more, I think he's got more potential than Charlie Hoffman, but I, I know the vibe you're saying. Yeah. Like he's going to be our Thursday hero. Like he's going to go out there and he's going to put up a number and have like a two shot lead come Thursday. And people are like, okay, the gooch. <laughs> the gooch. 
Um, on the other side, the Mossbacks, he's got uh, this is Jimmy's team, Dustin Johnson, Will Zalatoris. I mean, just those two alone. Those two, yeah. That's scary. <laughs> but then you've got Phil Mickelson, who's not in the field, but could be a good thing. He won't be missing the cup for you. Justin Rose, who I, is he in the field? I don't even know if he's in the field. Uh, yes, he is. Yeah. And then uh, Ian Poulter. He's had success in the past here. Yeah, he runner-up. He almost took down Sergio. Um, Ian Poulter, I don't know if he's in the field. I think he's in the field, maybe. Um, and then Jason Kokrak, don't know if he's in the field either. Um, look, I think it's going to be a battle of the big dogs at the top, like Javi and Scotty versus DJ and Will Zalatoris. And then it's like, who's going to come through in the mid-tier? Who, it, is I got Justin faith Rose in Connors and, and Gooch. I think. I mean, I'm, I'm leaning toward your squad as well. I mean, once again, it's like, I'm going with the number one. I'm going with the number two. But if if DJ and Will Zalatoris both top five, like it, it could get dicey for you. Hey, but That's yeah, I would, be a good I would ride with your squad. Watch. Yeah, that'll be really yeah. close though. I mean, there's there's some heavy hitters in there. Jimmy is relying on two people for the most part, and I have four guys that could do well. So I like I like where I'm sitting. I, I sure. do too. Uh, traveling down to the number three seed versus the number eight seed. This is the Ramen Cokes, which is Tyler's team with, uh, as you guessed it, John Rahm, Abraham Answer, Sung J.M., Shane Lowry, Max Homa, and Gary Woodland. Those first three names could be deadly. Sung J played well here in the November Augusta, which is a little bit different, but Abraham Answer has played well here. John Rahm, as you know, has played well here. Um, Shane Lowry, I don't really know how well he's played here. I, I, he's never st- stood out to me. Max Homa hasn't quite gotten his footing here yet. And then Gary Woodland, I don't even know if he's in the field. I don't think he's in the he field. Is. Oh, he, he is, is for his U.S. Open win, huh? Yeah. Okay. You can get him at plus 8,000 right now. Kids, kids pissed about it. Not yeah, pissed, but I actually think it might work to my favor. I think he might miss the cut. So Ooh. that might actually help me. Um, and then on you. Cause I'm up against him. I'm the number eight seed. Eight so, seed. uh, Javi gotcha. bones. So, and on my squad, I've got Roy McRoy, who's winning the masters. I already said this, um, Brooks, who's a juggernaut Webb, who has been playing badly, but plays at Augusta pretty well. I, I kept him on my squad for this week just to see if he could redeem himself because his track record is like, I think his last three starts there are all either top twenties or top tens. So yeah. I, I, Maybe. And then Joaquin Neiman is on a heater. We already talked about this. Like, I I like Joaquin Neiman. Maverick McNeely had a tough Sunday in Valero, but I think he could play well enough to either make the cut and maybe make a charge for a top 20. And then Alex Noren is not in the field. So that at least limits damage control on the bottom end of my my board. Whereas I feel like the Raman Coats has a lot of opportunity for Lowry, Max Homa, and Gary Woodland to miss the cut. And those are minus two points a piece. So like, that's pretty heavy on your, on your, on your go there. I mean, Webb could miss it because he's been playing badly, but his track record is that he's decent here. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I think I kept him on my team because he played well at Augusta in the past. So I can relate to what you're doing here. So I'm obviously biased to this, um, but look, it's the number three seed versus the eight seed. So, but What's y'all's temperature? Where you, who do you think is taking this? Is there going to be an upset here or not? I think I it's don't a see good an upset. matchup. Go ahead, I, Dave. You, I'm going. Talking. I'm leaning. I'm leaning. I'm leaning kids' way, but I think it's going to be close. 
Yeah, and the, I'm leaning Tyler. But that, away that's from the eight seed beating. So that's that's kind of an upset, sort of. You know, no, well, it is for, we, it would for sure. Be it's an upset. a huge upset. There Take it to eight. the car wash and wash it. What? <laughs> I mean, look. The biggest thing is, is that like I need Rory to show up, which is the main thing. Like if Rory doesn't show up, then it's tough for me. Brooks hopefully should show up like that. I think he there's should. a better. I I think you can chalk up Rom and Brooks to both do similarly well here. Like they to me they more or less more cancel or less. each other out. So it's now like does Rory outperform Abraham answer? Probably. And Probably. then does Webb Web and Sungjae are both kind of on semi cold streaks right now? Okay. I like Sungjae more, but yes, I hear you. I mean, I agree. I like Sungjae more, but they both more or less have been fairly cold. Yeah, I think if you're comparing those two, I got Webb on that one. Well, then cool, because now we're going to Walking Neiman, who has been playing better than the three remaining guys combined with Shane Lowry, Max Homa, and Gary Woodland. Like, yeah. See, if I was going Max Homa versus Joaquin, I would take Max. Joaquin won at Riviera this year. I don't care. Max won it last year, which wasn't as recent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but Max is. You know, I was talking about windows earlier and acting on your gut. And it was against Joaquin again. I don't remember who I was comparing him to, but I feel the same way about Max Homa compared to Joaquin. So, Papa, Papa, Timo, Papa. I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Like, it's going to be a close matchup, I think is the, the gist. I think it'll be, it's going to come down to your lower half. Because I think you, your big well, dogs Alex, are... Alex Norton isn't in the field, so it's not a miscut there. If if Webb and Maverick McNeely make the cut, I think it's game over. I I, I think it's I've got it. Because I think if all of... I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I yeah. don't feel as uncomfortable into this matchup as I have other matchups. And sure. I would have to relook at it, but my squads usually play pretty well in majors. I don't think I lost any of my major matchups. Actually, I did. I lost. I lost the Masters well, last year. The, to, this is to also the, the first year or the first major of the season, so it doesn't matter. La- like last year, doesn't really matter. I just said my team historically. Drafts well. I drafts well for majors. Yeah, that's yeah. fine, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Okay. okay. Never mind. I'll just never talk about this sort of thing again. Um, number four seed versus number seven seed, Mitchapalooza versus Haley's handicap hunks. On the Mitchapalooza side, we've got Patrick Cantlay, Louis Ustazen, Tyrrell Hatton, Lee Westwood, Seamus Power, and a recent pickup as of today, Sepp Straka. And I think that the like they're only separated by a point or two. These two teams, this Uh, whole window, they're actually they're actually tied. Um, Okay. But Mitchapalooza, actually, that's not true. They're not tied. That's That's not not possible. Me and the next one. Yeah, yeah, the next one's tied. Um. They're separated by more than a point. I think it's like a four or five point spread. Um, so 26 points versus okay, it's three point spread 26 and 23 points. Yeah. Um, Patrick Hanley, Louis is Tyrrell Hatton, Lee Westwood, Seamus Power, Sepp Straka versus Haley Handicap Hugs, which is Daniel Berger, Paul Casey, Russell Henley, Sergio Garcia. Brian Harmon and Patton Kazire. Um, 
I think Mitchapalooza's got this. As much as I want Haley to win this, I just I like the I cheeseburger, like... but other than that, like it, Louis the Surge has won here. Louis good for a, a, a <laughs> T two every once in a while as a major. He's pretty good at that. She needs optimal performances out of all of her guys. She needs Daniel yeah. Berger to get like a top five somehow. She needs Paul Casey to get a top 10, which he's done at the Masters before. She needs yeah. Russell Henley to pull into that weird Russell Henley form where he like somehow finds a way into the top 10. She needs Sergio to get back to his 2018 self or whatever it was. Yeah. And then Brian Harmon just needs to not miss the cut. But he's a lefty Brian at Harmon. Augusta. I feel yeah. like Brian Harmon could play well at Augusta. If like it stays I, firm and it rolls out, there's a chance. Yeah. He does play well at majors. Um, Patton Kazire, I don't think, is in the field. So there's no miscut there, which I think at the bottom end of your board is a good thing at some of the majors. But the issue here is that Patrick Cantley could be coming back into the form, at least could come in strong. He's played well at Augusta. Louis Eustazen, he's going to get runner up. We all what's know his, this. What's his record at Augusta, though? Can't we? It's pretty good. No, no, no. Ustazen. He finished second a couple years ago. Didn't he finish? Did he? T- he finished T2 at every major one year, right? He had a runner-up at every major. Am I misremembering that? Not, not in one year. T26, uh, T23. Um, his best Masters finish is a solo second. Um, and I think he's had some top tens and fives when, in the past. When as was well. that solo second? Can do you know have that offhand or not? Uh, 2012. Okay, yeah, I I I don't really like Usazen this week. Those are the famous last words, though. He always I always say that about oh. Usazen, and then there he is, just chasing yeah. down the leaders. <laughs> I yeah, said that could yeah. very well happen, but my gut feeling is that I'm not feeling Usazen. Like, I think it could be like a 23, 26, 27, something like that for him. If if Louis isn't a chalk up for like a top five or a top 10, then it becomes interesting because Tyrrell Haddon is the only other person that can really carry water for Haley's or for Mitch's team. Um, Westwood, I don't know if he's in the field. If he is, I think he's a liability. Sepstraka, I don't know if he's in the field, but if he is, he's probably a liability. Seamus Power, I think you can chalk him into making a cut. He might pull out a top 20 or a top 10. He's been playing relatively well. Um, but I think it requires Haley's team to all be, you know, on the on the ball. I don't think Daniel Berger has shown that much great for him at Augusta. Maybe he's gotten a top 10 before in the past. But Ryan think- was speaking highly of him earlier. Uh, I'm a big fan of him based on the the analytics that I've decided are important. So take that for what it is. Um, he's really good approaching the green around the green and putting. Um, and I, I was looking at him specifically for his odds for betting purposes. Cause I think he's like 40 to one or something like that. So I like him there. So last year, Daniel Berger missed the cut at the masters and his best ever finishes in 2016. It was T10. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's been playing good golf, you know, in the last like 12 months. So maybe he turns it around. Um, Paul like Casey, Daniel I think... Berger is just one of those guys that like, he kind of just gets hot, you know? Yeah. I, I think data golf in their world rankings has him in their top 10 right now. in the data golf world rankings. The strokes gained. 
yeah it's all straight skiing so um so that leaves us with the final i guess you guys gotta make picks um did you guys even pick for mine you guys i mean we've 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 done for yours yeah i picked you and then ryan you went with tyler okay with tyler yeah um and then for mitch palooza and haley's who you guys going going with with? mitch i'll go mitch i'm going with mitch too i think i think cantley and louie are both bringing in points i think you need casey henley and Berger to for sure get points and i think they're all grabbing maybe top 20s at best um and then you just need Harmon and and sergio not to miss the cut i can see Harmon and sergio doing well that's where i'm coming from yeah. Sir, Sir, Sergio's one at this course. He hits, he ball strikes the fuck out of it. And Harmon, if it is firm and fast, fast, he is a lefty at Augusta. He can put the ball well. I like him. Yeah. I don't hate it. He got T12, so a top 20 last year at Augusta. Um, and then Ooh. let me look at Sergio. Um, I mean, obviously he won it that one year, but how, how consistent is he at Augusta or did he pull a Danny Willett, you know? Mm. I trust Sergio's ball striking. Missed the cut. It's a matter of, it's a matter of the short, (laughs) it's a matter of the short game for Sergio. If his putter is rolling good, he can, he can, he can win at any course. He missed the cut last year. I now want to see how he's done the other years. Sergio Garcia. So funny. Um, Okay, let's see here. Um, 2019 missed the cut. 2020 didn't play. 2021 missed the cut. Um, Thanks. 2019, PJ missed the cut three times in a row. He's not been playing very good major championship golf. Missed every major in 2018. Missed a cut at every major. Oof. It's not looking good. Maybe this year's his year, man. I'm feeling it. I, yeah, it I got a right. squad. Let it ride. He got two top 20s last year at the U.S. Open and the Open Championship. So the most recent majors... He's gotten top 20s. So that's something, I guess. That, that's trending the right direction after some probably negative vibes. but Yeah, but three missed cuts in a row of his last three starts in the Masters is not ideal. He's missed the cut yeah. every time since he won. Yeah. But he did win, in fact. Does he break the streak? Is the Maybe question. he wins this week. He just needs to do a top 10 for Haley. That would be great. <laughs> All right. Last matchup. And uh, it's a big one. Uh, two teams yeah. with the exact same points. Number five seed because he was in the position before the other guy. Um, the long and straight. Long and straight. Oh, wait. Yes. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think it's me. you. It is me. Um, yeah. You, you fix it every time in the text. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh, on long and straight, you've got Xander Shoffley, Jordan Spieth, Billy Ho, Adam Scott, Siwoo Kim, Tom Hoagie. 
And then on Kling's Dynasty, we've got Colin Morikawa, Sam Burns, reigning Masters champion Hideki Matsuyama, Cameron Tringali, Christian Bezadenhout, and Matthew Wolf. Now, I think this is the closest matchup in the set. I think that's obvious based on points. Um, I think you've got two Masters champ. You got two Masters champions on long and straight. And you've got one Masters champion on Kling's Dynasty, but you have, you know, Colin Morikawa, who's won for, like won a major every year. He's been on tour essentially. Right. Um, you know, you guys are high on Morikawa this week. You guys were high on Sam Burns, I believe, as well in our breakdown. I was, yeah. Um, so you know, it's it's a dicey one. It's a dicey one. It's, you got it's gonna be really close. I think it comes down to like some of the. What does Billy Ho do? What does Siwa do? What does Tringale do? Like some of the, the middle tier guys, can somebody sneak a top 20? Can somebody, can some of these other guys backdoor top 10 maybe? Um, does, does one of these guys win it? I think Dave picked Spieth to win the tournament. So that would be hugely helpful for me. Um, but I think it's going to be a really, really, really close battle. Dave, what do you think? I mean, Spieth's winning it. <clears throat> speed yeah. is winning it so that's going to be in favor of ryan so i'm taking ryan's squad yeah i'm going with your squad too ryan i i think hideki won it because of a a, a fortunate break for him on saturday took advantage sure. of it um you know i don't think it's gonna be running that way i think morikawa i'm i just don't think this is his week here i, I just i i need to see it from him uh, at this venue and he's talked about how he overplayed the draw thing and it's not that important. And it was, he was too uncomfortable and too many tee shots and that it was in his head. And he's just going to go out there and play his game and it might work for him, but we just haven't seen it yet. So to yeah. me, I still have a question mark on that. Sam Burns, as I said, I just, yeah, he's been playing good golf. There's a chance that he plays well there. I haven't seen it yet, but maybe um, Cameron Tringali, maybe he gets a top 20. I mean, cross your fingers that he just makes the cut. Um yeah. I don't know if Bezadenhout is in the field or not. Um, I think he is. I think Matthew Wolf is in the field. You can almost coin flip if he makes the cut or not. Um, so I think there's a lot of volatility on Clint's team. I think he needs a lot of things to go right for him to win. I think he needs, and you just need he things to just. He picks Matthew Wolf up like a drop of the dime, which is crazy. On the pod. Haley, While he was yeah. potting with us, he was like, oh, yeah. He just like fucking grabbed Matthew Wolf. Yeah, Haley dropped Matthew Wolf and he picked him up. As someone who picked him way too early last year, I can tell you it's not the right choice. Easy. He's in Dave's Wolf Pack. You got to be careful. I like him. I don't dislike Maybe. him. Maybe. Who knows at the end of this golf. pod? Maybe he won't be on oh, his Wolf Pack anymore. Shit. Man. Um, Whoa. But yeah, I think I think long and straight's got it. I think uh, I think Xander's gonna play decent enough. I I I, th- I had him picked again this year to win it. Um, Jordan is Jordan at Augusta. I mean, he's gonna get you points. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, Billy Ho hasn't. I mean, looking at the track record, he hasn't played that well here, but he's been playing well. So maybe he gets. I think I wouldn't be surprised if he got a top twenty. You picked him um, to beat somebody earlier this spot. No, I didn't. I picked Leash. Okay. I picked him. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, and then you had Siwoo. Uh, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Who, who knows? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. And then Tom Hoagie. 
fuck, Tom Hoagie might win this thing. I, don't, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Who knows about Tom Hoagie? Yeah. I, I can tell you he's I, I better after, than Kevin Na. I think after you picked him up, though, he's kind of been on a cold. Tom Hoagie looks like a guy that has like the corn stalk in his teeth and is out in the fields to me. He's a good old Midwestern boy, Dave. That's exactly why I picked him up. Lo- he looks like a guy that would be out in the fucking... The, he can bail some hay. The yeah, like the just uh the fields tending plains of Kansas tending to his wheat. Yeah, the wheat fields for sure. <laughs> yeah, we love it. All right, on my team. That that concludes um that concludes the matchups, the master major matchups for the fantasy. And I only have one thing left on the itinerary. And I've saved it to this point to spare Dave and not to let it become the entire narrative, but it would be sacrilegious to not mention it. Tiger Woods is at Augusta. He's at the Masters. It's been all people have been talking about. You know, if we're being honest, for good reason. He was in a damn near fatal car accident. They nearly amputated his leg. He's been rehabbing for over a year. And he hasn't made an actual PGA Tour start until potentially this week. It's a game time decision, but I think we all know if if he's in Augusta, I have a hard time believing that he's not going to tee it up on Thursday. So, Dave, do you want to do your bit now or after we talk? I don't have a bit. You sure? Go ahead. Okay. Um, Tiger's playing. It's awesome. I'm excited. Um, but I'm mildly excited. The, the you, whole... along with everybody else who's not Dave, like this is a, a another awesome yeah. moment for golf. Yeah. Like this is a this is a big deal. Yes, it is. It's huge. Um, we probably don't need to like track plane wings and things like that, but it's already been done. Plane wings. <laughs> Isn't that how they fucking got him? Was the tail wing of his plane? They could tell it was leaving Jupiter. It doesn't matter. Um, it's really exciting. Love to see Tiger teeing it up. Um, I believe he's playing. I guess as of right now, we don't know if he is or not. In my opinion, I think he wouldn't have done all of this if he didn't really think he could play. And even beyond that, I think he is also going to make the cut. I don't think he would jeopardize his missed cut record at Augusta unless he felt really good about it. So Tiger's playing, he's making the cut, uh, expect him to finish T32, but I love to see it. Um, I agree. I think he's going to play. I think he's too calculated of a guy to come here on a whim of like what may or may not happen. I could be wrong, but I, I lean toward him playing um i don't think he cares about his made his made cut streak here if i'm being honest at this point i think he just misses the game of golf and i think he just takes these moments as things that are fleeting for him and uh i think just because of his made cut streak he's going to keep playing this thing in his 50s because i think he just loves the game and loves augusta and just wants to keep playing there um do i think he's well let me just start with does he wd um, and I'm going to say, no, I don't think he WDs unless something serious happens, but we'll learn more as the week goes on here about his practice rounds. He's refusing to play with other people from what I hear. Um, at least besides like JT or somebody. Um, yeah. but I think he's been playing a lot 
on his own and just kind of like figuring things out for himself and kind of getting a sense of it. Um, and then I think, I think he makes the cut. Um, as long as, as long as his leg feels okay in terms of being able to like, I think nothing with his leg is going to prevent him from being able to perform a golf swing. I think it might just be the walk that might be tough for him. But, uh, Brian walked away from the webcam and Dave's like in a meditative state with his eyes closed. So I feel like I'm just talking into the void right now about tiger. I'm here, <laughs> but you don't I'm care here. about this conversation. So I, I think, I think he makes the cut and I don't want to get my, I don't want to get my hopes up, but I think he could play well. Like I, I do think he could play well. I don't ever want to count him out. I think he's proven too many times again that he could play well. I'm going to be more bold with this. And I'm going to say we're getting a top 20 out of tiger. Wow. That leans into a storyline slash segue that me and Brandon have a bet. One of our friends, V blonde. Um, he said, if tiger plays um, me and him have a bet that he, Brandon has him getting a top 20 which you just said, and I say no, and that is our bet. <laughs> Do you say that worse than a top 20, or are you saying he's missing the cut or he's WDing or something like no, that? No, if he does worse than a top 20, I win. And then does he have to play? Or, like, if he WDs, do if you it, win? If he, doesn't, if he doesn't play, I win. Or, no, okay. if he doesn't play, there's no bet. But if he plays and he doesn't get a top 20, I win. So okay. Brandon says if he plays, it's a top 20 or better. Yes. Okay. I don't hate it. I mean, look, Tiger knows Augusta as well as anybody in the world. He hasn't teed um, it up. Like, it's his first tournament back, man. Like, I will tell you, he, we're, we're he, fully aware of what, you know, is what's transpired the last 12 months or so. I'll just say like, I like my odds. Okay. Th that's, that's completely fair. My, my yeah, top yeah. 20 is optimistic in nature. Um, all I can say is that Tiger has historically proven that he's the one person in golf that you can't count out. I think 2019 proved that. I think the tour championship proved that we don't need to relitigate all of the things that Tiger has done. Um, I think the main point being is that like, I don't think it's unrealistic for me to think that he'd get a top 20 because I think Tiger is an extremely calculated, prepared person that he wouldn't come here if he didn't think he could compete. I don't think he's out here just to make a parade of the occasion. I think if there's anything, Tiger is so proud that he wouldn't want to return too early and look like an embarrassment in front of people and just kind of, especially after like the amount of embarrassment he's already kind of taken as a result of all of his previous stuff. So yeah, I don't, I don't want to belabor the whole thing. I think it's an amazing storyline. I don't think it should suck up the entire broadcast. I understand why it does, but it, I'm not going to let it happen to this podcast, obviously. And we really don't need to spend much more time on it than this. All I'd say is it's good for golf. Uh, it's good for everyone there. Um, golf's better with Tiger in it. Um, that's where I leave it. I'm stoked to see him there. I'm, I, he's the person I'm most excited to see play this week and i think that's for obvious reasons and not just because of being like a tiger fanboy or something he's not even in my wolf pack but because it's a feline but never mind that's beside the point Whoa. um <laughs> uh yeah i mean that's what i've got i'm excited for this week it's the best 
media production week of the year for golf. I'm excited for all the pre-tournament interviews. I just eat that stuff up like catnip and uh, it's, I'm just so fired up for this week, boys. I hope you guys are too. I'm sure you guys are. It's your favorite major of the year. And uh, yeah, any final closing thoughts? It's going to be a yeah. blast. I cannot wait. I've got a, a very early tea time Saturday followed by hours and hours of watching the Masters after that and eating smoked meats. So I can't wait. This is one of my favorite weekends of the year. And I think it's going to be a ton of fun. I think we're going to we're gonna have an exciting champion and we'll all be really pumped afterwards. Yeah, I think we're due for a good Masters. I feel like we've had kind of two yeah. duds. Um, yeah. You know, I'm ready for a fiery, fiery Augusta with some good length and some good firm fairways and a, and a proper test approaching those greens. And I think we're, I think we're due for a, a good deserving winner. Not that Hideki wasn't or DJ wasn't, but in terms of they, they, they got the test that we want to see from them. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully we've got Rom and JT in the final pairing, Dave. Yuck. No, Whoa. I would like to see Rory and Speed. Tiger in the final pairing. I'd like to see cool Spieth. Too. Okay. Spieth, Spieth. But would, listen. I'll take Spieth as well. <laughs> so we were talking about my wolf pack. Okay. Yes, we were. Oh, we were. And I had a couple of maybe not, well, not a couple, but an alteration. A bunch. Yeah. I might have an alteration that I might want to do. Um, might want to do he's not even sure about no, that man just, he is hedging like, so hard <laughs> he's just workshopping this on the fly yeah well tell uh, us dave well i hate to do it i really really do like uh, it hurts me to do it but the boy he's a unique man he gets the job done straight in his own way he compresses the fuck out of the ball. Um, <laughs> his swing is unorthodox. Yeah. But the boy Wolf, I hate to do it, man, but he's out of the Wolf back. <laughs> it's the originator, the, the originator of the, of the concept, the reason this thing exists, has been uh, cut from the Wolf pack. Uh, I don't think that's it. true. I think Wolf got into the wolf back after it was made it was 100 it was 100 started with wolf and you're like he's part of like he's it's a wolf pack it's 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 wolf and it's and it's <laughs> and it's rick and it's and it's there's Steve no way and it's and it's and it's and you just like we're just trying to manifest this group of guys that were really important to you and you just came completely off of the alliteration of his last name so I, I don't recall because I wasn't around for the pods with the original Wolfpack, but I just assumed we were doing a hangover bit the whole time. No, because in no. the hangover, they're a Wolfpack. They're all of their best friends. It, it, st it started with Dave's Wolfpack being Wolf, Ricky, Spieth, uh, Brooks, and himself. That was the five. I do recall <laughs> that Dave was in, and then and then Dave had to cut himself to get Rom in. That was that was sure. what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I so, do wish I could run with my wolf pack. Well, you're not putting yourself, oh, back, so you're in not putting right yourself back in after <laughs> 91 at the quarry, dog. 
Yeah. Ooh, I can get up in there, shit, baby. <laughs> so what but, do we got? But yeah, it's with a deep heart that we are getting rid of Matthew Wolf from the Wolf Pack. I don't like it. I still love the guy. Uh, I, I now feel kids. How he felt when he was having to relieve people from his wolf pack. It, it's not it, a fun it, feeling, man. It's really not. It's not. These are the people you care about most, you know, in yeah. the game. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Xander is. I don't know how he feels for you, but you know, I can only say that I extend the same emotions towards Wolf. You know. But I understand. With that being said, we have a new cub into the pack a, a little boy i hear he cooks some good meat <laughs> <laughs> it's the chef baby the chef is in the yes. chef is oh, in. we love to see God. it we fucking love, love to see it listen love replacing it. one unique swing with another unique swing a yes. local boy a ut grad i mean just the he's a he looks like he's 45 but he's a young man he's a wise soul i mean <laughs> what more can he ask from the guy he can play in any course on the fucking tour and he's ready to go he's ready to go man i feel we like love he's, to got, see it. he's got all the potential in the world and the best thing about it is he could play the worst golf for the next 10 years and i think he'd be fine with it you know, like, like he just doesn't care, you know. Like, I think he's just living life, and yes. that's what I like about the chef. I've got to ask the question that the public would be asking, Dave, because I'm yeah. a journalist, and that's what's important yeah. here. Big J um, journalism. I like yeah. it. What is it? <laughs> would he be in your wolf pack if he was not on your fantasy team this year? Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't like honestly answer that question. Because the pit, I haven't, Dave. I haven't, well, I haven't, I don't have that. Like I haven't experienced him not being on my wolf back. So I don't know. I don't, I mean, I like the chef. That's why I picked him to be on my team, you know? So like I would think. No, 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 no. You don't, you didn't choose the chef because you like the chef, because if that were the case, you would have picked Ricky. You chose the chef because you thought chef would get you points, which he is. Yeah, which is but great. like, but like you have like a, a, a few people that you're willing to pick in that general area. And like, I tend to pick people I want to cheer for and want on my team when I go about doing my draft. So like, you know, there are a few names, maybe even four that I'm contemplating at that pick. And chef was the guy I liked the most at that pick. <clears throat> So, kid, I'll, I just want to point something out here. And, Dave, you jump in whenever. Um, I was the Rom guy for a very long time. I love me some Rombo. He found his way into Dave's Wolfpack. And you were the chef guy for a really <laughs> long time. And now chef is in Dave's Wolfpack. Well, I don't say was. Don't say no, was No, you, you, you are. You are. You are the chef, chef guy. in kid's Wolfpack? 
Don't even pretend no. like your wolf pack makes it like you're a more committed chef fan than me. Come I'm not on saying now. that, but is no. he in, in your wolf pack? Because Ryan said he was, right? No, no, I said Rom was in my wolf pack. I was a big Rom homer. And then you're kid like, was and then very chef, and he's in your wolf pack. Well, no, I said chef was kid was a chef guy, is a chef guy, and yeah, was don't a do chef it twice, guy. man. <laughs> he was kid was early on Listen, the chef. It stock. has nothing to do with that, man. I, I'm just I have pointing been preaching the Rom train, and I'm still on the Rom train, man. So am I. Look, Rom is still my guy. I the, love the funny, the funny thing is, is that Dave has inducted the two new Wilson News pack when they're number one in the world. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Newly minted number one player yeah. in the world, John Rum in my wolf pack. Newly minted number one player in the world, Chef in my fucking wolf pack. <laughs> <laughs> Look, hey, I love both of them. Me too. So much. I'm very glad that they found a home in the pack. I just wanted to point out a coincidence that I noticed. Look, it's fine. I'm I'm glad he <laughs> found a home. I was saying on this pod, I'm glad he's risen to this level. I truly am so absolutely stoked for Chef. I mean, I remember the 2019 yeah. fantasy draft when I was like, Scotty the Chef, Scheffler. And people were like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I, I think I said those exact words on the pod. I was like, I don't Good for him. So I mean, Good the fact that he went from pick. being like a, a no name fifth or sixth round pick in the in the draft in 2019 to being number one player in the world in 2022 is like a pretty incredible ascension that deserves for him to be on everyone's wolf pack. If it were six, he would be in mine. I mean, honestly, like it does hurt for me that he's not, but like I just truly I'd love so many golfers that it's tough. You're a hobbling um, guy. I am a hobby guy, dude. I am a fucking <laughs> hobby guy. I mean, you've got two of my favorite golfers on your team. Like it's, it's, Ooh. it's, it's pretty sick to watch them thrive on your squad. It really is. I, I get, a, I, I mean, would get a Scheffler lot of gratification. Just risen to the occasion. I mean, I will take a little bit of credit with the locker room fucking talks I give before yeah, they go out on some... the fucking course. But I mean, they really do their thing on the course, you know. Right. Like my team is thriving because those two fucking those two head honcho lead lead wolves I got. But listen, I like what I'm seeing out of Corey Connors and McCarthy um, and Gooch. You know, I think we got a good squad. I think we yeah, got McCarthy eked out a top 20 for you this past and week. Keith Mitchell, you know, he's a new, lo- new guy to the locker room. We haven't really seen anything out of him yet, but we're hoping we're hoping to see some good things, you know, <laughs> All right. That's a, that's a, what a way to close it out. I mean, that God, that made the entire pod worth it. That's so great to hear. I, I, I just love to know that he's out there roaming with some really true dogs out there. I like Dave's Wolfpack right now. You know, I, I think he's got a good squad over there. Um, I, uh, I mean, I mean, listen to this crew. I mean, he's got John Rom, former number one player in the world. He's got Sky Chef, number one player in the world. He's got Jordan Spieth, number one golfer of all time. Um, <laughs> he, he's uh he's got brooks kapka possibly the greatest major uh player in in the modern For era fuck's sake now. and then he's got ricky fowler the number one commercial <laughs> the number one in, mortgage the number, promoter in the, the country the, the, the number one commercial golfer in the world i mean he's got the number one player in a lot of respects man i mean yeah, it's, it's hard to deny that is true if you need a mortgage, 
Ricky can Don't do it quick. Yeah, stop disrespecting Rick <laughs> like that. I mean, I'm not disrespecting him. I think a title mortgage broker is a great job. Um, I think I'm interested to see when he loses his status, Dave. Does he still stay on your wolf pack? Like this is Dude, kind of like a Rick's, PGA tour. Rick's going nowhere. As long as he's wearing orange pants, he's in the wolf pack. He's got one more year. I think this is the last be, year exemption with the waste management. If I right? can stream, if I can stream Ricky's fucking tournaments, I'm gonna be watching them. Okay, <laughs> dog. Rocket um, Mortgage does commercials everywhere. You'll you'll never lose Ricky. I mean, it's kind of an it's kind of a serious question. Like, if I don't he has like to... hearing you talk like that. Okay. <laughs> You have to possibly face this at some point, though, right? Like, I'm ready to face it head on, head on and so is fucking Rick. He's going to be just fine. This sounds Listen, more like guy, denial. The guy's got game, and we all fucking know it. He definitely has game. We just haven't seen it in a while. It feels like yeah. had might be. but I'm not saying had. I still think he can do it. I do. I think he will um, see. I think he needs to move to Las Vegas and he has to camp out with Butch Harmon and he needs <laughs> to fucking get back to the old roots. Divorce I just think, wife I just and... think we need to talk no, about that's it. not what I'm saying at all. It'd be like, hey, baby, listen, I need to go get back. <laughs> the to two of us roots. are going to Vegas. <laughs> no, okay. I just yeah, think you, we need you to acknowledge. Come, listen, I'm getting a really good Airbnb. <laughs> you can come if you want, but you can stay here with the kid if you want. But I need to go and see Butch. I need to see Butch, and I need to get my shit in line. I need to do my thing. I need to get going. You know, I we we just need to acknowledge that his exemption, based on his players' win and his waste management win in 2019, are expiring this year, and that he is 136 in the world, I believe. Yeah, 134th in the world, and he's nowhere near 125 in the FedEx Cup points right now. Like, what happens if he doesn't have a card for next year, Dave? Listen, he's going to win the Corn Ferry Tour. No, he'll get so many sponsors exemption. Look, he does a commercial for almost every company on the planet, so he's going to get exemptions. Is that Listen, enough for Dave's squad? He's a, like he, he's a sociable guy, man. He, he, no, you look, yeah, he can, he can work the people, man. He, I mean, people <laughs> like him for a reason, man. No, but we're asking about him as a golfer. Is Does, if saying, he's a corn like, fairy gonna, golfer, are you saying I'm going to take him off my wolf pack? That's my question. I'm asking if he's a no, corn fairy golfer, does he stay staying, on your wolf pack? He's staying in the pack. He's always in the pack, dude. If he retires, is there. If, is he staying on your wolf pack? I mean, do we get a, like a a co-owner like kind of kind of deal if he retires? What do you mean? Are you asking if he's asking if he can put him on like the top shelf and put someone else in the? Pack? It's a wolf pack. He's it's done like, running with the other wolves, Dave. That's yeah, but what so am I. I'm done running with the wolves, but I, Rick can be right there next to me, and we're like looking over our pups, you know. <laughs> It's like so the Jedi saying, where you can watch from the future. Just from just yeah, as a spirit. Plan. That's how yeah. I would have it, you know. And and <laughs> so, we'll we'll talk about that when that bridge comes, you know. I don't want to talk about that. So that's Rick's 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 on the tour, dog, as it stands. And he's gonna be on the tour. And if he goes to the corn fairy tour, he's not leaving the fucking pack. 
Okay. That's, that that's the answer conclusive. I was looking for. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's the answer conclusive. I was looking for. All right. I, <laughs> Dave is loyal to, I, I think Ricky is still firmly number one in his wolf pack, despite whatever situation he's in. And even if it's, it sounds like it takes retirement for Ricky to be out of Dave's wolf pack, which is, I, I think, which is great. I mean, that's, it's, it's, it's loyalty to the, the greatest degree. And I, I don't think anyone will find more satisfaction in a comeback year than Dave would be for Ricky. I would just love for him to have some conviction about when that is actually going to happen. Because we we're, we're seeing two it. drafts now in a row where he hasn't felt like it's the year. And he's been right both times. But Yeah. I'll be happy for you when it happens, Dave. I just wish he would outwardly say it when he knows it's not going to happen. We can't end on this being a Ricky Fowler podcast. That just feels right. I mean, I I just always have faith in the boy, but I'm also trying to win money in fucking fantasy fucking golf. That's what it boils down to. And, you know, that's just the deal. Well, I think you got a good chance for winning some money this year. Potentially, Dave, you're in a great spot in the two seed. Ryan, you've got a great grudge match with Clint at that uh, that 5-6 spot. And uh, I think we got a good matchup to upset potentially the number three spot. Um, it's going to be a great week. The Masters is definitely one of the greatest events to watch, and uh, it usually delivers. Real quick, <laughs> go ahead, Dave. What are you, what what are y'all's thoughts on the par three contest? Like, do y'all? Oh my like god, that? I couldn't care less. You don't like it? <laughs> no. I think I could it's not cool. Care. It, I mean, it's fun. I'm sure it would be a blast. If, if I was a player, I would love to put my my wife as my caddy for a day and play bar three. But as far as a person who's trying to watch the coverage, uh, as far I, as a person who's like ready to go to bed and he hasn't like been at this late in like four months, yeah. I don't think he was like par three contest let's dig in <laughs> hey hopefully no one dislocates an ankle that's all i'll say like yeah be safe I'll actually place. well <laughs> i think tony finau might actually use a, a a twisted or a sprained ankle because he actually played well after that happened that master's year and he has been playing very well now so maybe someone should make him roll his ankles sometime soon um that all being said, part three contest, I'm in. I, I, I'm not in enough to be like, wait a minute, before we close this pot out, we've got to talk part three contest. Well, <laughs> I like we, it though. Can... I mean, Gary Nicholas so, is like one of the best moments that I can think of in, in you know, yeah, it's like Masters a standing out moment in Masters history, at least for me. Like when I recent really Masters history, I, I mean, yeah, it's not like I was saying like for me where when i've been paying attention to like golf like avidly so i don't know i i like it a lot um i would love to play it that leads the question to me <laughs> this question right now led to this question for me and i've staged this up perfectly for me to get this point in <laughs> What a wonderful segue I've done for myself here. <laughs> uh, what's your question for yourself, what's Dave? What's your question? That you <laughs> have? Yeah. It wasn't for me. I said it. Well, wrong, it was for okay? us. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, ask y'all. us. Okay. Um, if you were guaranteed a spot to for sure play the par three course at Augusta, 
or just run the odds of rate regular life that you might have the off chance of playing the 18 holes at Augusta, would you take playing the par three course? Let me spit no. this back to, let me spit this back. Yes, please. I am guaranteed to play the par three course at Augusta. Yes. Or I continue life normally now in the same probability of me potentially playing Augusta in my current circumstances. Yes. Oh. Is it during the, the master's week or is it just like me alone at the par three course? It's just, yeah. Like it would be you alone. Like, it, yeah, it'd probably be you alone. Like you're guaranteed to play it, but the, you just have to the go the regular odds of you playing the 18 holes, how it would be now. Do I get so to walk the, the not on? Do I get to walk the grounds? Like, do I get to walk the eighteen holes the same day that I play the par three? Do I get to like to spend time on the yeah, property? Yeah, you get to you get to you get to experience Augusta. You just can't play it, but you get to play the par three. So I guess I'm a little confused when you say the regular odds. Like my odds of playing Augusta right now are zero. Correct? I'm not like zero. It's better than point zero five. Brian, don't like, sell yourself short. I, I don't know. You're yeah, a sociable maybe. guy. You know, you might run into the... You, you I might golf. meet Jim Nance next week. <laughs> Who knows, man? Okay. But, well, then I think I'm taking the par three. That's just me. I, I think my odds are it's, best. It's a good question, Dave. You actually have yeah. me thinking about it. Yeah. I now, have if weird we, I have a weird thing in my head that like I'm gonna play Augusta in my life. I just, <laughs> I just like I have a feeling I feel the same. <laughs> Do you really both feel like you're gonna play Augusta? Oh yeah. I'm gonna I guess make it happen. I know exactly one person that's played Augusta and he was very high up with Yum brands. Yum represents yeah, the KFC, Taco Bell, all of those. That's their okay. Yeah, he was in finance market or representing all of those, and he got to play there. So maybe if you work for a major corporation and you let them know that you play golf really well, you might have someone in upper management, like C level. Maybe someday we'll have media passes for this podcast right here, boys. Man, after after that that, that, coverage, yeah, that doesn't really get you on playing there. I know, but you can get into the lottery to play. You know, do they do playing lottery? Oh, they do for media. That all being said, um, yeah, I'm gonna roll the dice. I, I I just I don't find the par three course that interesting. And I think there's a higher chance of me going to spectate the masters, like as a patron where I get to walk the course, which I think was far more of like the, uh, the incentive for me to go for the part three yeah. course is like to walk the grounds with it being empty and just kind of like taking it all in. And I think I could probably get lottery tickets in my lifetime for like a practice round day where it's still pretty quiet, which I think I, I would enjoy that a lot. Yeah. Well, no, that's a, that's the tournament. Play Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Dave, I'm going to roll a dice. I'm going to roll a dice and say no par three course. Uh, we'll see what happens. I put my chance at playing Augusta in my life. Like, I don't know, like one or 2%, but, uh, yeah, I, I, beyond that, I think it's worth just rolling the dice. Let's fucking go. Uh, Money's on, you know, 
green, whatever it is on roulette. That's like a one. It is green. Double zero. Double zero. Let's fucking go. As he does a dice rolling motion. (laughs) Sometimes he'll let you throw your own die in roulette. Almost never. There's no die in roulette. It's a ball that drops into a carousel thing with slots in it. Correct. Sometimes they'd let you throw your own ball. Drop, yeah, whatever. They would never let you do that. This is not how we end this pod. This is absolutely not. If you can cut back to the really nice outro that you were doing, no, the the, it will end with Dave answering his own question. I I think Dave is convinced that he too has has a chance to play Augusta and he is denying the par three course in the hopes to play the full 18 at Augusta. Yeah, why would I not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why why would I not? Like why oh, why yeah, would yeah. I humor that that question that I've crafted yeah. for you guys to contemplate? Like why would I even humor one of those? He's like, it was a dumb question that I asked y'all and you answered poorly. <laughs> I didn't say that. Kid answered it correctly. I mean Dude, you're not going there for the par three course. You're going there to fucking play 18. If you want to go see Augusta, fucking figure out a way to go watch it as as a patron. I, I got a follow-up question. Um, and dude, you know, is, is there any part of your body that you would cut off to play Augusta? Like a pinky toe or like a part yeah. of a finger? Yeah, or... for yeah. sure. Pinky toe. <laughs> Are you yeah. kidding? What are you, are you thinking to for? What do you dismember a part of your body for playing a yeah. yeah, for sure, without question. One of my <laughs> testicles <me>. gone. <laughs> That's no. I didn't say testicle, but I, I, I was just spitballing. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> you get it. Spitballing. I mean, it's a cool course, oh. but yeah, I mean it. The par three is cool, and I think it. It. it I thought it's a cool question to ask. Um, I think a lot of people would do it, you know. Like, yeah, I think a lot I'm of one people of them. share Ryan's sentiment that like there's no chance they'll ever play Augusta. And I think if we're being real with ourselves, like, yeah, it's very <laughs> unlikely that I ever play Augusta. But I also just don't find I, I don't I just don't find the incentive of the par three course like that appetizing to me. I would rather like I would get just as much enjoyment out of not playing the par three course and, and just walking the grounds. Just walk the grounds. That all being yeah. said, like Augusta, like it's cool because of the tournament. It's cool because you get to see the moments where these guys hit these shots and it'd be cool if you would try to hit them too. But like that is if you're in that spot or whatever, but I would get just as much enjoyment out of over there. I would get just as much ball in the fucking (laughs) spot. Phil hit his hook in there and shit, you know, and Bubba and tiger. So you're playing left-handed. If you go is what it sounds like. (laughs) No, but like you could do that, right? I'm just kidding. It's like I'm just committed to recreating these shots, so I'm gonna switch up be left you for this round of the custom. But I mean, honestly, like Augusta's not even like it's fine, is what oh like. god. We were no, so the... close to being done, and now we have Augusta's to fine. Augusta's the masters, the masters is fine. Is fine. <laughs> Oh, that no. being said, I put a lot of other courses ahead of Augusta that I would play. Like I'd, I'd rather play. <laughs> Bandon. I mean, yeah. I'd probably, if I had to choose between I w- couldn't play any of the Bandon courses or I could play Augusta, if I, if I never play the Bandon courses, 
but I get to play Augusta, I'd choose the banning courses, like without question. Respect. Oh <laughs> Props. What do you mean? Oh, okay. I'm in the I would, same I would, I would pick Augusta every time. I, you know what that means is that for the rest of my life, I can't go to Bannon and play those courses. I probably in my lifetime get to play Augusta once, maybe. And look, like, what if I play like dog shit and it's like raining and it's gross? <laughs> that would suck. But also, like, have you played Bandon yet? Like, so far, you're it's zero. It's fucking for zero. magical, bro. I want to go very bad. I'm just saying, if given the choice between playing Bandon four times in my life or Augusta once, I'm taking Augusta. Well, the thing is with Bandon, you can literally go as many times as you want. I get get that but like it's also in the middle of fucking nowhere oregon with several plane flights and yeah, a, a maybe, long you, maybe you go there and it's fucking magical and you're like fuck you I buy a house there. there and uproot your life and yeah <laughs> it's possible no, that's i'm just saying like maybe you go back a bunch because of that you know no i just think i'll literally enjoy playing those courses more than augusta it's a style of golf i enjoy playing more like the the whole thing of augusta is being able to see in person the historical spots that things were done which you can do being on the grounds like not as much as playing the course without question but like i would get more pure golf enjoyment out of playing those golf courses more that all being said augusta would be sick it would be. Yeah. I'm putting Augusta up against playing all of the banding courses I for know. the rest of my life. Yeah. That's yeah. the way. What if someone came to me tomorrow? Hey, we could go play Bandon Dunes or we could play Augusta. It's like, let's go play Augusta. Let's, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Is it Sheep Ranch? <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> but yeah, like if someone told me right now, you. you could either play the old course for this time only for the rest of your life or play Augusta for the first time only for the rest of your life, I would choose the old course. Like yeah. there's courses I, I would put that. ahead of Augusta. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not trying to say that I think Augusta is the best golf course in the world. I just think that getting the experience of playing at Augusta would be very, very, very hard to beat. Which yeah, is kind of fucked up, I wouldn't, though, at the same I wouldn't time. Sa- I wouldn't sacrifice that for not being able to play all the abandoned courses as many times as I want over my life. That's like we're where ca- I hold we're, it. We're kind of succumbing to, like, pretty heavy elitism, too, where it's like the old sure. course, literally anyone can play it. That's the whole point of it. This, like, yeah. this place, the most exclusive club on the planet, you know, give or take a couple of clubs, like with a course that's iconic for all these different reasons, like that you just hope with every five of your being able to play it. Like just, just, I, that feels so that power imbalance kind of pisses me off. So another reason why yeah. I kind of like, it kind of drops down in my ranking. I get Plus that. I hear it's pretty, I also hear the conditions are so different when it's out of season. I've, 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 I've rubbed yeah. shoulders with the, two people now that have played augusta where i would take my eyes you rub their shoulders like you massage them is that part of your yeah, service we've we've been he sits in, in the back other. seat yeah yeah it's like so about your you say you're an augusta member is that right <laughs> <laughs> you like the deep tissue or more light hand do you like yeah. hard thumbs or what's a good soft spot for you when are you heading back to georgia <laughs> I, I can be free i like my odds you know I'll, I'll stick mm-hmm. with it. But That's yeah, it, it's been a, a fun pod, boys. I'm stoked for the Masters. I always am. 
Giorgio Spieth, go get it done, my guy. You're the man. You always will be. You're the golden boy of golf. No one can take that away from you ever. Except yourself. You could ruin it for yourself. <laughs> no, not even you can take it away from you. I don't know. Hey, like, if, if some video comes out line of him like drowning puppies, like he would no longer be the golden boy of golf. There's like a, a whole golden, golden boy, shower joke that the I golden can make boy right would now never that do that to puppies. And that's, that's the bottom line. The, All I'm saying is that it's in his own hands. It's his destiny. No one else can take it away from you except for yourself, which is, I think, so, poetic. Yes. So hey, go Spieth. I, I'm rooting for him this weekend. That's good for me. Yeah, we're all we're all aligned on that, which is good. I mean, Ryan, can we actually let's end it on a nice olive branch, which I think is important. Sure. Um, because olive is green and Augusta yes. is green. Yes. <laughs> I think and that's so important. Are jackets and <laughs> correlation. And, and yeah. I think the, the the thing I would like to ask of you, Ryan, is that are you a Spieth guy? Um I will say that I am no longer not a Spieth guy. For a long time, I was anti-Spieth, and now I'm at least neutral, if not semi-Spieth. Does that feel fair? Yeah. <laughs> I will say I used to actively root against him, and I do not do that anymore. Now I'm, I'm happy when he does well. So we're, we, I'm becoming a Spieth guy. He's yeah, I, th I think you're doing great in your kind of <laughs> rehab of golf. Yes. Like you're in rehab for your golf takes, and I think you're 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 coming clean. I think it's great. I mean, we're talking about a guy who had Webb Simpson in his wolf pack, so we're just trying to get you back to exactly. You know what? We're coherent golf takes. <laughs> yeah, baby steps. That's all I'll say. We're getting there. All right, dude. Let's get Rick winning this week. I'm ready for him to get him. Not in the field. Win. He's not in the field. He will not be there. <laughs> Fuck Patrick Reed. That ball should have gone in the fucking water. Got should have won that shit. <laughs> I, yeah, that that's a that's a tough Masters memory. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I'd leave everyone with that little memory. Uh, Patrick Reed been. won this tournament. He'll always be there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it could have been fucking Rick, jacket. man. And Rick even did a fist pump on eighteen when he made the putt. And it's like second place. <laughs> God, that's so much worse. That's what happened. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, all we right. are just a few days out from people teeing off at the Augusta. Balls fucking all the, that whole week we're rolling in right when Patrick Reed hit. It's so fucked. It's fucked, Dave, and hopefully they're rolling in this week. <laughs> they should be. Let's get it wild. <laughs> they should be. All right. Sign us off, Dave. <laughs> hey, if you've made it this far, thanks for listening. Um, you're obviously a, a fucking true of the trues. Um, it's probably Clint. Clint, thanks for listening, dude. <laughs> it's definitely Clint. Um, Night, Clint. <laughs> Love you, Bretta. Um, but yeah, keep it real on the scene, folks. Uh, there might be a post-masters pod. I hope there is. I, I would probably like to talk about it. Um, but yeah, if not, 
Um, we'll see you at the next relevant fucking tournament that we think we need to get together to talk about. Thanks. Latest Gators. Later.